Kareen on Instagram and on this podcast on all platforms. The name is Dordor NYC. D-O-R, D-O-R, N-Y-C. My nickname and the place of residency, I guess. It's so easy. Um, <laughs> I actually had this conversation the other day with multiple people who met me later in life and knew me as Dor and not as Doreen. And it's very hard for them to call me Doreen. It's kind of interesting. Um, and I, when people ask me how I feel about it or what, is my preference I tend to say whichever you feel is suited for me within this interaction and some people would say I prefer Doreen I don't know it feels like you and some people said no you're more door than Doreen and it's always funny to hear what that means I, I never never really um, knew what I feel is door and Doreen door was an alias I used uh, for multiple reasons. One is I didn't want everybody to be able to look me up on social media at the time. Now I'm fully exposed. And the other is my name is spelled very different than how it's pronounced. So if people didn't know me in person and read it somewhere, um, they would tend to mispronounce it when we meet in person or talk. And I always had to explain myself. So I just stick with something that could read the way it sounds and sounds the way it reads. And that's how we ended with door. But I don't know. Sometimes when people call me door in intimate relationships or very close friendships, it kind of throws throw me off. I don't know why. But this is not what this episode is about. This is about a question we tend to ask people, and I guess we tend to ask ourselves, and it is, are you okay? <laughs> How many times do you ask people in your life, are you okay? And how many times, I mean, times people ask you of that? Sometimes I feel like people ask, are you okay, but they don't really want to deal with the answer. And I think for the most part, we all kind of just defaults to, yeah, I'm fine. Or, yeah, I'm okay. Sure. No, I'm, 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 I'm doing okay. I, I'm, I'll get through it, whatever through it means. And I tend to say that when people ask me, are you okay? Clearly when I'm not okay. <laughs> and I tend to say, yes, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. Everything is fine. I'll get through this. This is all good. Um, I'm very grateful for everything I have. Um, nothing can take that away from it. And for the most part, it's true. Clearly, um, not everything is peach perfect all the time. Nor should it be, I think. Um, but I've learned to answer that question a little differently. Um, particularly with people who I feel genuinely want to know if I am okay or more so behind, behind this question comes this intention of saying, I'm here for you. Do you want to talk about it? Um, can I help you? And 
those are the people that I finally found myself saying, no, I'm, I'm not okay. Right this moment, I am not doing okay. And it feels so damn good to say that. And to say that and not feel like you're, you're being judged and not to feel like a failure and to be able to share vulnerably how how it feels at this moment and knowing that it's okay to not be okay in concept i think we all kind of know that not being okay is part of life but for some of us many of us maybe most of us um, there is this notion attached to us being strong people and strong people can overcome anything in theory and for the most part many of us do overcome most of the obstacles obstacles coming our way but it doesn't mean that we cannot hold space for that moment when everything feels like it's falling apart or something major happens and it makes us question our ability to be strong and question where we are in our life and question how to get out of that funk or feeling or misunderstanding or annoyance or frustration or anger or pain or fear we go through so much i i've noticed this lately because i'm so much more mindful about how i feel mostly because i really want to hold space for myself which is a new thing as well and at the same time because i really want to know where it's stemming from and i think when i when i'm mindful about the source or the trigger it's easier for me to overcome it or it's easier for me to at least understand it go through the motion and emotions and not necessarily let it go but to give it what it needs in that moment to appreciate it for what it is to understand what led to that and then release the feeling. It's not the same as letting it go because it's still there and and it will come back and forth and sometimes it never goes away and sometimes you really do get through it to the point where it's no longer part of you. But in that process, I feel like it's important to realize that you are not okay and that is fine that is perfectly fine and warranted and for the most part if we really dissect every situation that we feel that enormous feeling of dread however it comes to us there is something significant 
even if you are an overly dramatic person, some people say that to people, right? I hate that. You're so dramatic. <laughs> it's beyond me sometimes. We process feelings so differently. Some of us repress them. Some of us get angry. Some of us verbalize them. Some of us sing. Some of us dance. Some of us scream. Some of us run a marathon. Some of us lift weights. And some of us punch walls or throws axes or the Greek wedding style, throwing all of the dishes. I always wanted to do that, by the way. Um, some of us stay in bed and cry. Some of us scream in the shower so nobody else listens. And some of us record podcasts and share photos and and subconscious messages in poetry. Um, if you don't know who I am in that, I'm probably a mix of everything. And that's okay. <laughs> the processing of every situation is so different and calls for a different action sometimes. But for the most part, I believe holding on to those feelings and hiding behind them and or ignoring them doesn't tend to work out for us. So I speak. I speak my mind. I discuss my feelings. I write it out and write it down. I speak it. I converse with strangers who share their own experiences. I listen. Sometimes I just listen to the quiet, to myself, to others. And it brings so many answers to so many questions that we didn't even know exist within us. So a friend of mine asked me after I shared something that kind of hit me out of the blue and she said are you okay and I replied no I'm not okay and I wasn't dramatic about it I just stated the fact and she asked how can I help you do you want to talk and I said, no, I do not want to talk. I'm not ready to talk. But just her saying that and reassuring that she's there and knowing, basically releasing some of the burden by sharing it, even if not in full-on context and words and explanations and processing of the feelings and the situation, just that makes you feel less alone in your situation. Which is why I always advocate to speaking up. And which is probably why I always overshare. Because I feel that when you open yourself up and you offer vulnerability and openness and what some people used to say um, that I overly share my intimate situations and moments and feelings, which might be true, but that's, that's who I am. I've noticed that a lot of people 
tend to connect with that, especially if they don't know how to process their own feelings aloud or because it makes them think, okay, this, this is what she's sharing. This is what she's going through. It's not very different than mine. So A, I'm not that different of a human being and we all share that. And secondly, if she can speak about it and she's not ashamed and she's not scared of sharing, maybe I shouldn't be as well. And they don't have to do it in the same form and context and ways that I do. But then they connect, whether with me or someone else or sharing it with other people. And that makes me feel validated in a way for why I choose to do what I choose. It doesn't come from a place of needing validations as a human being or validate my worth, as someone once said to me. It comes from a place of validation of what I do in this, for the sake of, in this process, hopefully helping others as well. And by helping them, helping me as well. So it, it's, it's, it's a, I don't want to say it's a two-way street because it's a multiple um, streams and, and, and rivers that connect somewhat to this big opening of wealth and wisdom and collective sharing of humanity. And that's how I see life. And that's how I see vulnerability. And I, that's how I see connections. I think I've been searching for connections in, in, in the wrong places, in the wrong ways for many years. And I think I forgot in the process what I can offer and what I have within me to offer to others and how much I need some of it as well in return, not necessarily from the same person, but just collectively as an exchange of energy, as surviving. My sister sent me this really cool and very timely. I love how things just happen and they work themselves into your narrative without even knowing. But she sent me this video today of, it was um, some sort of um, animation where you see a person hugging someone who seems very upset. And the person who is hugging is all clear. And it's like, just, you just see the outline of a body. And the other person has this like little bit of dark color uh, in some parts of their body. And when this person hugs them, then you see the other one becomes clear and the other one has the, basically takes away the color. It's, it signifies that ability for us as empaths to take on somebody else's burden and help them. And then the next person goes somewhere else and sees a person in despair and that person seems like they're about to jump off a bridge or something very dark. And they reached out to them to help them. And then the energy exchanges again. And then that person becomes happy and find another person. And they share that happiness. And then that person still carries 
the darkness and the burden and the feelings of the emotions of those that he or she interacted with or them um, on the way. And at the end of a day process of encountering that person comes home and they're fully filled with this dark matter and they open the door and their dog runs to them and hugs them and then both of them clear out from this energy and share love and I didn't expect the end of it because if you watch the whole thing you think okay so the dog is gonna take that energy from that person and 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 stay with it but that's not what happened they both cleansed it and I think for the most part as human beings mostly if we are empathic and compassionate to other people we share those burdens and it's natural for us to do that and if we are careful enough and good enough about it we are able to take some of the burden or some of that darkness or some of that pain away from the other person by helping them listening to them holding their hand asking them are you okay can i help you or what can i do or what would you need of me right now and and then take that a little bit off of their plate but then we need to find a way to also replenish it by something else and that's the exchange of energy that i'm talking about it's not necessarily giving for the sake of receiving or give and take or unconditional versus versus conditional or expectation it doesn't touch any of that we don't do things for the sake of doing them because we want something in return most of the times but naturally as human beings we are somewhat selfish and we do care for our own being more than others some of us are more empathic than others some of us are more connected than others some of us need interactions more than others some of us don't even want to take other people they call it drama i love i love it when people say i don't want that drama but it's not drama if it's not part of your life it's their struggles you can help offload it and not take it on you and then it's not gonna become drama by saying i don't want to take somebody else's drama you're kind of being dramatic i feel and um but that's another subject for another time but going back to this this exchange of energy this exchange of feelings this exchange of vulnerability and being able to share is so helpful I went for a walk this morning with a girlfriend of mine and her dog and we met other people and we interacted and we exchanged those energies and it replenished all of us. It replenished the dogs that were playing together. That was beautiful to see that the 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 ability of strangers and the dogs. I have a thing with dogs today. Just automatically connecting with each other's energy and enjoying it i mean i feel like we we all kind of need to learn from that just come with clean clean self and and no expectations and then you know preconceived notions about anything and just just connect and that's what happened today between the three dogs and the the four of us and when we 
went back, I, I said something and she asked me a question that triggered me and, and made me really emotional. And, and I felt like I, I was okay and in a safe place to share and I did. And it was so good to hear when she said, basically I'm validating you. I've been in that place before and I know exactly what you are going through and I know exactly how you feel and I can give you all of the support and information from my experience, but at the same time, you're always welcome to share how you feel with me and you'll get through it. And then I know that I'm gonna share it with other people and they'll get through it. And that's how we basically evolve as human beings by experiencing, sharing it, connecting, and then moving it forward. I guess that's what they meant when they spoke about karma. There's some sort of a karmatic situation when we can pay it forward, how we feel, how we, how we handle things. It doesn't mean that it works for everybody the same way, but it is very meaningful. So I'm in this place when someone asks me if I'm okay, I can sit there and say, no or right this moment, this specific thing is not okay with me right now. And I know that if I ask someone else, are you okay? I'm expecting them to be able and allowed and I would be happy to listen to them saying, I'm not okay and I could use a hug or some love affection, compassion, silence, or just sit there and talk. And I know that I will be happy to be that person because I've been lucky, so fortunate to have that as well in my life. But it takes acknowledging and it takes opening up and it takes keeping ourselves open to other people and situations and experiences that are not always comfortable and not always something we want to handle and not always something we can do. And sometimes we can't offer much. But that little offering and meaningful, intentional conversation and worry and interest can sometimes make a huge difference in someone's life without us even knowing to what extent. And the point of this impromptu podcast, which I don't even know how I'm gonna end up um, titling, is really about that ability to A, verbalize how we feel honestly without the need to be strong and or appear strong or wear a front that is not in line with how we actually feel. And at the same time, to be able to do that with others and be very open when and, and open for a follow-up when a person opens up to us and share their vulnerabilities. So... <laughs> Again, impromptu today. I had no idea I'm going to record a podcast. It is Sunday and I found myself in this place. And 
I felt that I needed to share it. And that's part of my processing. So if you heard this, hearing this, sharing this um, with others or taking it in and processing something from it, I am grateful for you being here and thankful for the ability to share this. And um, I wish you a beautiful week whenever you hear this. Thank you. And thank you for Ivan Gomez for this beautiful music, been with me for all these episodes and for his friendship. And I uh, will see you next time.